It's just after 6 o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah, what up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Now. Ah, KT, Wednesday nights, where am I? You know darn well where I'm at. Wednesday night, hump day. KT always at Steiner's Pub, 1750 North Buffalo, right here at Vegas Drive on the west side. One of three in the Vegas Valley to serve you. The original, now in their 25th year, right there on West Cheyenne, 8410 West Cheyenne to be exact. And, uh, of course, we've got down on the boulevard in between South Point, Mandalay Bay, right there at Windmill. It is 8168 Las Vegas Boulevard South. And those are the other two locations. Four Steiner's Pubs, all three locations, 24 hours a day. Got to be 21 or older to make it in here. You can uh, always experience the great food by getting to go orders. They've got all of that stuff. And the great thing is the kitchen's open 24 hours a day. Outstanding food, not bar food, full menu. I don't care if you want salmon, you want beef stroganoff, you want all different types of salads. I rave about the Chinese chicken salad, the Cobb salad, second to none. Uh, they have the chicken Caesar, a lot of great salads for uh, those looking to uh, stay on the healthier side. But you know what? The homemade soups, homemade salad dressings, everything is really top of the line here. KT had the burger with the homemade onion rings, fantastic. And, of course, started out with the soup of the day, which was that uh, that wedding soup, which has the, the meatballs and then a little pasta and all the vegetables and really, really well-spiced, perfect, and a great way to start to get ready for SportsX Radio here on a Wednesday night. Mark Hoke, of course, running the show back in the uh, uh, PSBR Law Studios. And, of course, we've got plenty of guests on Wednesday night. It is all locked in with Mark Lawrence joining me at 625 from Playbook Sports. Then Andy Isco from the Logical Approach, 705. And then we close out with Arthur DeCesar, of course. He is a supervisor over there at the beautiful Westgate Superbook. And we'll get into lots of college football, lots of NFL football, keep you updated on everything going on. And we've got a lot. We've still got baseball playoffs, plenty of action in the NHL now, VGK, and uh, back in action last night. Lots going on. But when you make it to all three Steiner's Pub locations, similar layouts, you walk up, and on the left side of the bar, you're going to find a beautiful marquee lit-up board. It's going to have probably about 25 down on the uh, jackpots that have hit over the last week or so, and it'll have the amount of the jackpot, the date that it hit, and it'll also have the number of the machine, so you can kind of figure out, maybe kind of put in your two cents and see which machines are hot, which are not, and kind of enjoy yourself. It is a full bar. What they don't have on tap, they've got in the bottle. It's all set up beautifully, nice and clean, cleanliness, pet peeve of the owner, Roger Sachs, and that's one of the great things, not only the cleanliness, but also the great service at all three Steiner's Pub locations, which sets it apart from a lot of places here in the Vegas Valley and throughout the country. Got, uh, as I told you, the great food and uh, also uh, the great spirits, but the sports always set up and you always have great vantage seats to where you can pick up, you know, four or five, six, seven different sets. And sometimes you're going to have four or five different games. And uh, we'll get into that as we cruise on through the night. And uh, we'll start the show off just like this. Now, the starting five, number one. All right, number one has to deal with what's just tipped off right down the street. Yes, T 
T-Mobile. It is our Las Vegas Aces as they look to repeat as far as the WNBA champions. They are in action tonight, Game 2 at T-Mobile. They won the first game against the New York Liberty. Just underway, and the Aces hit a three out of the gate. So just about 45 seconds in. First quarter, it is the Aces 3, the Liberty nothing. Again, we'll keep an eye on that throughout the show. Hopefully they can grab a 2-0 lead, head back to New York. That's 3 out of 5. Can the Aces make it two years in a row? I think they can. We'll see how things pan out. Number two. All right, the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. How cool was that last night, getting the banner raised up there? Just beautiful. Stanley Cup champion banner. And Mark Chinook does such a great job as the MC over there at T-Mobile. And who starts it all up last night was owner Bill Foley. Got things rolling. And again, the uh, prognosticator that said, hey, I will deliver a Stanley Cup championship to Las Vegas in the first six years, somewhere along the line in the first six years. Well, he's running out of time. Last year was year number six, but the Aces came through, or I should say the uh, Golden Knights came through. I'm watching the Aces game as well as they just hit another three. It is 6 nothing, and now New York on the board. But uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, what a job last year. And they opened up the season last night at T-Mobile. Four to one, they get the win over Seattle. They were outstanding. Aiden Hill stopping thirty-two of thirty-three shots, and Chandler Stevenson got the got the uh, Golden Knights rolling as far as getting them on the board first. He also got an assist later on. So tomorrow night in San Jose, that'll be the Sharks opener up there at the Shark Tank. Saturday back here, Vegas, T-Mobile should be fun at the Fortress, Anaheim. The Ducks come in, and then Tuesday the Dallas Stars make it in here. So again, three of the first four at home for the Golden Knights defending. Stanley Cup champions started with a 4-1 win over Seattle. Outstanding job. Cassidy and the guys got a shot to do it again. Number three. How about Max Crosby? I mean, he is just something special for this Raiders team. He is so much fun to watch. And, of course, the Raiders have New England coming to calling on Sunday as they'll try and make it two wins in six days as they won the Monday night game, of course, against Green Bay. But they'll be playing the New England Patriots, who are smart and coming off getting shut out at home against the New Orleans Saints. How about Belichick's guys? One and four. I mean, just woeful New England. Not playing solid ball at all, which means that it's a game the Raiders have to win. And they have not scored more than 20 points in any one of their five games, but they are at two and three. They can get to 500. You don't want to lose against a team that, you know, is basically in a tailspin right now. New England, you know, they played a decent game early on in the season against Philly, but other than that, They have really struggled of late, so we'll see if indeed the Raiders can make it two in a row in six days. But Max Crosby, getting back to Max, how about five tackles in the Monday night game, four of those tackles for loss, and of course he had a sack as well. AFC, Defensive Player of the Week, number 98, Max Crosby, and don't forget, M-A-X-X, baby, double X for big Max Crosby. He is just something special. He is that ever-ready bunny from the defensive line. He has six of the nine Raiders sacks on the season. Number four. Well, let's get back to Major League Baseball. That's right. The playoffs continue. And, of course, those Orioles were out. So that's the first of four series that ended early. The Astros and Twins still going right now. Now, the Astros with a win, they can wrap things up. The game was tied at one, but the Astros went up three to one. Minnesota's tightened it up. It is three to two. Twins batting bottom seven. Meanwhile, the Phillies, they've taken a two games to one lead. They pounded the Braves today. 10-2, they had five home runs in the game. And Spencer Strider will try and keep the Braves alive tomorrow, send it back to Hotlanta for a game five. But if Philly wins, they advance to the NL Finals just like last year. Dodgers in Arizona, 
that game three from AZ coming up in about a half hour from now. A Diamondback win sends the Dodgers packing. Another one of those teams with the bye. So Atlanta with the bye, down two games to one. Dodgers with the bye, down two games to none. Baltimore with the bye, got swept three games to none. The only team right now in front in their series, that's the Houston Astros, up over the Minnesota Twins. And now it is after seven, Houston three, Minnesota two. Twins have two more innings to get something going to try and keep their season alive. Number five. All right, uh, you just hate stories like this, but we thought this could come into play a couple weeks ago. Former NFL player arrested in connection with his mom slaying. Talking about former NFL uh, defensive back Sergio Brown. He was arrested in Southern California. He was trying to get back into the country from Mexico. His mom was found uh, a couple weeks ago. Actually, uh, September 16th is when her body was found. And uh, he's from outside the Chicago area, Sergio Brown, but then trekked down to Mexico saying on an uh, Instagram video that this was fake news, that his mom was fine. She went down to visit Mexico, and, you know, he doesn't know what anybody's talking about. She is fine. Well, they found her body, but then they couldn't find him. Sergio Brown was finally found on Instagram videos down in Mexico partying. They have him at several different parties, dancing and drinking and having a good old time with different women. Lo and behold, as he tried to cross back into the United States, they were waiting. They've got him. Brown, 35 years old, detained yesterday afternoon, booked into San Diego County Jail as a fugitive arrest is what it was called. And uh, Brown did agree to be extradited back to Illinois. And that happened today in a court hearing. And San Diego District Attorney's Office spokesperson Steve Walker told the Associated Press in an email that that will happen within the next couple weeks. So they're uh, just trying to get I's dotted, T's crossed, and uh, send Brown back to face potential charges. It looks like the charge will be murder one. We heard that initially, and then it was not solidified. So we'll wait and see if indeed that is the charge. But Sergio Brown, former NFL player, arrested in connection to his mother slain. And that is a look at the starting five. Always hate to uh, end it on a downer, but, you know, you got to get these things out there. Uh, you know, another thing I, I just want to get out before we get rolling on sports, because I know it's a sports talk show, and I always try and keep it sports talk. But we are on a political uh, talk station as well, so, you know, you'll hear the news. Steve Sanchez does a great job, uh, precedes my show, and there's a lot of great programming on Cade on Monday through Friday, and then on the weekends get a lot of different programming as well. But you've got to be vigilant here in this country with what's going on in the world you've got to understand first off there's a lot of people that have come across the southern border in the last several months and the last couple of years and there's a lot of them they call them gotaways basically we don't know who the hell they are right we don't know where they are we know we've got 48 states here mainland then you've got alaska you've got hawaii so where are all these people going you just have to be on top of things you've got to keep an eye out and that includes at sports venues and, you know, I thought about that when I went to the Monday night game at Allegiant Stadium, Packers and, and Raiders, uh, just a couple of days ago. You've got to pay attention because you never know. And all it takes one, two, three, four different instance, instances. Uh, you can get the lone wolf. You can get coordinated groups. You don't know. In this day and age, you've got to be vigilant. You've got to be on top of things. And if you get complacent, we saw what happened in Israel it's just uh, not that time anymore. It is time to be on top of things, to make sure that you are prepared, that your family is prepared, that your neighborhoods are prepared, right? You saw what happened in Israel, so you want to make sure that you have 
coordinated efforts. And I know I do with certain neighbors. Uh, you know, we're all packing basically and uh, making sure that we're able to get to our weapons if need be. But it is that time. It is not just like, hey, sit back and watch everything on TV and just kick it like nothing's going to ever happen. I'm sure a lot of these people that were taken by surprise thought nothing would ever happen with the setup security-wise that they have in Israel. So that's just an FYI. want to get that out there. If you're attending any games, make sure you keep an eye out for any you know, suspicious activity because, again, these are places that you know, people that have bad intentions, intentions will uh, look for. So I just wanted to get my two cents in there. SportsX Radio, we come at you Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific time. If you miss any part of the show, Odyssey, free app, worldwide app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, you can download it. And the great thing is they have that rewind feature. So you go right to the show, you search it, SportsX Radio, boom, you can hear the show in its entirety. That goes for the Mark Hoke Show as well. Mark does an incredible professional wrestling show. It is Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Maybe you're not up that early. Maybe you're doing something else. You can go back to search Mark Hoke Show. It'll come right up. He'll get you all caught up as far as the world of professional wrestling follows all the circuits. Gets a lot of great guests and does a great job producing SportsX Radio as well. So uh, take advantage of the free app. It is worldwide. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download it. Get in that app store now. Again, it is free. And then, of course, 101.5 FMK Dawn. Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays at PSBR Law Studios. And every Wednesday right here, Steiner's Pub, 1750 North Buffalo. It is Ken Thompson, producer Mark Hoke. And, of course, we're coming back with Mr. Mark Lawrence Playbook Sports. Keep it right here. We'll keep you updated on everything. We're live from Vegas. You're listening to SportsX Radio. Yeah, a little Travis Tritt coming back on a Wednesday. It is Hump Day KT Live, Steiner's Pub, 1750 North Buffalo, right here at Vegas Drive inside the Albertson Shopping Center. And a great crowd, lots of people taking in all the games. Uh, that Dodger game is underway, and they are out now in the second. Go to the bottom of the second, no score, Arizona. Again, they can wrap it up three games to none. Sweep the Dodgers if they're able to take care of business tonight. Uh, meanwhile, Minnesota coming up, bottom of the eighth, still trailing Houston 3-2. to two. Twins can win. They keep the series going back to Houston. If not, Houston would wrap it up, and they will face Texas in the American League Finals and uh, see who gets to the World Series. It'll be somebody from the state of Texas, and, of course, the Astros, the defending World Series champions for Dusty Baker. Uh, meanwhile, the Aces, 27-7. to A 20-point lead with still three minutes to go in the first quarter. Right here, T-Mobile in Las Vegas. They try to go up two games to none, best of five. And again, they lost that series three games to two to the Liberty during the regular season. But so far, so good. Keep an eye on that. We've got that game on here as well. And uh, got all the games rolling. And uh, have college football as well going tonight on a Tuesday night. And let me just update those two games before I get to Mark Lawrence. Uh, 24-7 UTEP, Texas El Paso, up at the half. They've switched quarterbacks, going with a different quarterback. They are up at half at Florida International over the Panthers, and they were plus three and a half in that game. A lot of money went on FIU as that line went from UTEP minus two to Florida International minus three and a half, total 42 and a half, well on the way to going over with 31 at the half. And New Mexico State on the board first at home in Las Cruces against winless Sam Houston State, who, of course, made the jump up from FCS and the Bearcats so close in so many of their games, but right now trailing 
by a score of 7 nothing. They, too, got some money as that line moved two points. New Mexico State opening as a minus six-point favorite at the Westgate Superbook. Dropped down to four total, 42-and-a-half. Uh, exhibition basketball going right now. Kings and Lakers about to start. And the Celtics beat the Sixers 112-101, but just exhibition. I don't know if you, if you bet on that. Celtics did cover the two. Phillies 10-2 over the Braves. It was Nola over Elder. Elder got racked, gave up six runs. Houston with Urquidy and Ryan, the starters. And again, 3-2, bottom eight now. Houston over Minnesota. And again, bottom two, Dodgers at Arizona. That's Brandon Fought on the hill for the D-backs. And Lance Lynn for the Dodgers. Dodgers need a win to keep that series going. Welcome in my good pal, Mark Lawrence, Playbook Sports. Mark, uh, in his ninth year here now, Wednesday nights, SportsX Radio. Always appreciate Mr. Lawrence. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you, Mark, lots going on in the world, but lots going on in the sports world as well. And Vegas, a very busy city of late with lots going on, including UNLV actually going up to Reno on Saturday. But the Rebs playing good, solid ball. We've got Mountain West Media Day in town for the basketball, ladies and men's basketball over at Resorts World. And then, of course, the Raiders, the Monday night game against Green Bay. They'll play New England home on Sunday. And then we've got the Las Vegas Aces trying to take care of business and repeat as WNBA champions. And then the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, they hoisted the banner last night, Stanley Cup champions. They're going to try and make it two in a row. They opened with a 4-1 win over Seattle. So a lot going on in what used to just be the sports gaming capital, now kind of turning into the sports capital here out uh, in Nevada. Uh, SportsX Radio, a big part of it. And Mark Lawrence, you've been a big part of SportsX Radio now nine years. Yeah, Kenny, nine years. Time flies when you're having fun, I can tell you that. That's for sure. No doubt. All right, so I got to get your take on the uh, the Miami Hurricanes because I, I crystal ball. I mean, I know this is just something that's eaten him up big time, uh, and rightly so. I mean, there's no excuse for not kneeling on the ball in their last game against Georgia Tech. Uh, they hand the ball off to Cheney, who's a good running back, went over 100 yards in the game, but he fumbles, and still it looks bleak for Georgia Tech because they got to go 76 yards in 24 seconds. But somehow they were able to get Christian Leary behind the defense. Haynes King, the transfer from Texas A&M, finds Leary a 44-yard pass with one second left on the clock. Absolutely ridiculous. Five turnovers for Miami of Florida. Uh, Shannon Dawson's the offensive coordinator that they just hired last year, came over from Houston, was at Southern Miss before that. He makes the call. I just don't get it. And Cristobal had this deja vu type experience because this happened when he was the head coach 2018 at Oregon when they played Stanford, and Costello came back and beat him at the end of that game. So uh, I just wonder what the... uh, what it's like there at the epicenter because this Miami Hurricanes team got the win they needed at home to kind of get the program going in the right direction. They were unbeaten and looking to stay that way going into Chapel Hill against North Carolina, who's also unbeaten, but then they lose to Georgia Tech. What's it like there? Local press, I would, I would just feel uh, the media has got to be just, you know, questioning Cristobal. Like, how do you do this again? It makes no sense. Yeah, they want to vilify Cristobal. There's no question about that, Kenny. It was just uh, probably the worst call we're going to see all season long, in hindsight at least. And uh, you have to wonder what on God's green earth were they thinking when they did just that. The thing that really upsets me the most, though, is uh, in the press conference afterwards, he justified the play by saying that uh, they practice handoffs in situations like that all the time. Well, it's you don't practice in a game situation, in a, in a win situation. When you kneel, you kneel down, you walk off with the win, you're 5-0. and uh, it, It's just absolutely mind-boggling. And I, I can tell you this, that 
I've been down here, uh, down in South Florida here since 2004, so almost 20 years now. And I followed his entire career when he was at Florida International. In fact, he was a Miami Hurricane as a player. And uh, then he elevated himself to Oregon. Well, when he was at Florida International, he helped the program go from uh, nowhere to mediocrity, you know, to a bowl game, and he obviously got the job at Oregon. But he he didn't do it through coaching, Kenny. He did it through recruiting. And uh, when he went to Oregon, that's exactly how they won football games there. He did it through recruiting and not coaching. Same thing that's going on here now. And, uh, you know, people think, well, they should fire this guy immediately. Well, it's going to cost them $62 million to buy his contract out. That's not going to happen. That's just flat out not going to happen. Uh, But I still think personally that Miami has got a lot to play for here this particular week. What I really like this week is the players were all standing behind Cristobal. There was no finger-pointing, no trash-talking, no anything. Just the fact that uh, we are here to play football, we're all behind Coach Cristobal, and we want to take down North Carolina. So they've got a good mental attitude, at least, going into this weekend's game. All right, so it looks like the agent for Cristobal, the way that contract's worked out, similar to your wife, Colleen, the way her contract's set up there at Playbook Sports, you fire her, you're in trouble, aren't you? Can't pay her out. So, uh, you know, same yeah, same circumstance. Yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah and, and, and I heard Junior was actually the agent for both of them, so uh, he's making good bucks no matter what happens. Speaking of North Carolina, they take out Syracuse handily coming off the bye. Do they fall into your 5-0 and fat cats because they are at home? What was the criteria as far as that? Well, the criteria is game six of the college football season. You're 5-0 and and you're favored. It's just that simple. And those teams really tend to struggle. It was, what was ironic, Kenny, is when they play other 5-0 and teams and the dog in those matchups is really good in head-to-head matchups of 5-0. and That would have been Miami. Had that, you know, had that uh, foo-paw not occurred. Mm-hmm. But uh, North Carolina is a 5-0 and fat cat this week for sure. All right, so do you like uh, them to, since the team's a little solidarity there, do you think they, they got a chance to go into Chapel Hill and right the ship, get the W and hand the heels their first loss, and Mac Brown uh, kind of short-circuit his little run? I do. Uh, I like them, one, because, you know, uh, they took out Miami down to Miami last year, so they have that revenge chip on their shoulder. Uh, in fact, they beat the Canes three years in a row, so it's a triple revenge affair for Miami in the game. And I also like the fact that in that Miami loss that they had last week, they completely dominated the yardage in the football game, Kenny. Uh, they out-yarded uh, Georgia Tech by 278 yards. Now, you take the 75 yards out of that and that they gained in the two plays to score the winning touchdown, that means they dominated them by 325 yards in the football game. But nonetheless, it is what it is, and I think Miami still is got a very good football team here, and I think they have the, the ability to take this game right to the wire and win the game. All right, so let's stay in the state of Florida. Let's go up north a little bit to Tallahassee. Uh, Florida State at home minus 17.5, 56 your total using the Westgate Superbook lines against Syracuse. Uh, Dino Baber's club that got off to a good start, but, man, after losing to Clemson, they got tattooed real big last week by North Carolina, who, again, was coming off the bye. Now the Cuse has to go to Florida State. I mean, not easy. They started out well, but they're in danger of dropping three in a row, and they're big dogs in this one. Do you see, do you see Mike Norvell taking care of business in this one and the uh, Knowles cruising? No, I do not. I'm not a big uh, fan of Florida State this year. I think they're the most popular college football team, and uh, it's an old saying that we have. You know, when we saw the girls, we saw the cheerleaders, and we'd always say the cuffs and the collars don't match. Well, Florida State's numbers 
their stats aren't matching their production here so far this football season. That stuff eventually always catches up with you. You've also got a 5-0 and fat cat here in Florida State doing just that. Uh, they've lost the stats in two of the last three football games. Uh, and I like uh, the situation that Dino Babers is in. In his career, when he's been a dog of 20 or more, taking on an opponent off a win, he's 5-0 and to the spread in all five games that he's been in here. I think Syracuse bounces back and gets the money here. All right, so we'll keep an eye on the Qs. And then the team that took care of business last week in a big way against Notre Dame, Louisville. Jeff Brom in his first year, he's a 6-0 and fat cat, and he's got to go to Pittsburgh where Pat Narduzzi in his ninth year really struggling with this Panthers team. They haven't covered a game yet this year, but they're having trouble just winning games. Uh, I just don't know if they have the offense. They had, of course, uh, Slovis, who's now at BYU as their quarterback last year. Uh, Dracovic, the uh, kid from B.C., really struggling. This offense struggling. Uh, but Pittsburgh is at home, and they are plus 7.5 against the Ville, 45 the total. I was impressed with Louisville because I had Notre Dame. I lost on that game. Where are you on this one? Does Brom keep it going? Has yet to lose it as alma mater, the Louisville Cardinals, 6-0 and start. Well, Pittsburgh uh, hasn't won a game or covered a game against an FBS opponent this year, nor had they won the yards in any of those three football games. So they're obviously off to a terribly slow start this football season here. Uh, but what I see here is I see a very fat 6-0 and Louisville team here coming in off an upset win over Notre Dame. And that's really the key to this contest here to me is the fact that teams who upset Notre Dame and then go favored in the next football game come completely flat in football games like this. Uh, in fact, there's an angle in our playbook newsletter that it's, it's a 14-0 angle against Louisville. It's all spelled out in the newsletter here. I think Pittsburgh gets in the win column this week. All I'll say is this. Georgia went into that game against Kentucky last week winless to the spread, and they left with a big, big win. Pittsburgh, winless to the spread. I think they're going to take Louisville out straight up in this game. Wow, there you go. That's a huge call right there. Mark Lawrence saying the Ville going to taste defeat for the first time. Keep an eye on Narduzzi's Panthers. All right, Ohio State. Boy, they broke my heart last week, Mark, and I'm uh, going to read that preventative diagnostic center with that uh, heart CT scan and calcium score because I needed one last week because I had that Maryland team pegged, I thought, pretty well, saying keep an eye on their defense. Their defense is is better than people think. And they really shut down the Buckeyes in Columbus, and Ohio State was coming off a bye. I mean, Ohio State didn't even get on the scoreboard until four minutes into the second quarter. But not only did they find a way to come back and open it up in the fourth quarter and uh, get the win, but they also covered the line by a point. Line went off at 19, closed at uh, 19 and a half some places, and the Buckeyes win it by 20 with a late field goal. Now they go to West Lafayette, Purdue struggling mightily, uh, Ryan Walters in his first year, of course, a defense coordinator. Not a lot of offense there. Hudson Card doing what he can, but not a lot of weapons. Tracy Mockaby not bad on the ground. What's your take here? The Buckeyes, you know, they got a close call, and I think, you know, Ryan Day saying, hey, guys, you know what? You want to be in this playoff. Got to be focused each and every week. Doesn't matter who the team is. I know you've beaten them all before, but it doesn't matter. We've got to be focused game in, game out. Ohio State minus 19.5 in West Lafayette against Purdue to the Buckeyes cover. Well, I think the primary reason the Buckeyes covered last week, Kenny, was because of Marvin Harrison. Uh, he caught 163 yards of passes last week. The best player, I think, in college football this year, personally. And I think he's going to be the number one pick in the draft next year. But that being said, nonetheless, Ohio State's got two hurdles in front of them. Number one, that big old 5-0 and fat cat deal again against them. And number two, 
They have Penn State waiting here on deck behind this. Mm. And I'm with you. I watched that Ohio State game in its entirety last week, and I couldn't believe what I saw that they left the field with a win and a cover in the game when it looked like, uh, it looked like in the third quarter that they were going to lose the football game. Uh, they, they just didn't play with any passion or anything at all. And th- this football team is what we're calling a, high, a Jekyll and Hyde team. You never know what you're going to get from Ohio State. And sometimes they can get too Hyde and uh, rely on Jekyll to pull them out. And it's not going to work that way all the time for them. I think Purdue plus the points is a good solid take here. All right, folks, remember, too, to always check your weather reports. But, Mark, we know and you know from living in Cleveland growing up, uh, you're down in Florida now where you get rain, but you expect it in different times. You get it raining when it's even sunny out. But this time of year when it starts raining in that Midwest area, you know, the Ohio's and the Michigan's and, and even into, uh, you know, some of the other uh, states right there in the MAC country, as we call it, Mid-American Conference country, uh, there will be rain uh, Ohio State, Purdue, and the wind's coming into play at least right now. Sometimes it, it uh, dies down a little bit before game time and they get a more accurate uh, account on what the wind is going to be like for these games. But right now you're looking at several of them, you know, Indiana and Michigan and Ann Arbor, 20-mile-an-hour winds, 90% chance of rain. So once you get over 15-miles-an-hour winds, that's when you start looking at it. And sometimes you'll look and just you got to know which way that wind's going, but you can also kind of try and find out all right what about the weather how's it going to come into play is it a torrential downpour uh, or is it just something that's you know basically misty rain throughout the game to where the offensive players know where they're going so a team like ohio state that already has great skill position players and an advantage speed wise against a purdue defense sometimes that really comes into play so you really have to pay attention to the weather as you get close to game day that's a great point kenny uh, especially there's going to be weather a lot of places uh, up north and in the east here this particular weekend. You have to check out the weather. And let me throw this final note in here, in here on this Purdue football game. The last time that Ohio State went to Purdue was in 2018. And I don't know if you recall, if you remember, uh, there was a student at uh, West Lafayette. His name was Tyler Trent, and he was fighting bone cancer. Mm-hmm. And it was all chronicled by ESPN. Uh, they did an interview with him before the game. It was very, very hard-touching and very warming, and he eventually died of the disease. But that was what happened the last time Ohio State went to Purdue. A little bit of a different situation this year here, but I still feel Purdue's going to come real hard in this game. There you go, and it'll be a, a huge game. Ohio State always taking everybody's best shot, especially when the Buckeyes go into their house. Sportex Radio, 101.5 FM, Dawn streaming live on the Odyssey app. Take a quick break, come back with Mark, throw a couple more college games at him, and then we're going to get into the NFL. Sportex Radio, hour number one, Andy Isco, top of hour number two, and then we close hard with uh, Mr. Arthur DeCesar, Art Dice 21, over there at the Westgate Superbook. Sportex Radio, Steiner's Pub, 1750 North Buffalo, 24-hour establishment, watching the the Aces right now up by 15 on the New York Liberty 43-28 first half action as they try and go up two games to none as far as in the WNBA championship series. We are live from Vegas. Mark Hoke takes us to our break. We'll be right back live from Vegas. You're listening to SportsX Radio. On the distance, Bill Conti getting us back here. Mark Hook's been in the hits and, of course, grew up in Pennsylvania. He's an Orioles fan. 
but he doesn't mind the Phillies. Philly taking care of business today, go up two games to one on Atlanta. Meanwhile, Minnesota Twins Presley in to close the door on Minnesota. And uh, Polanco had a three-and-one count, but uh, ends up going down on strikes. And right now, Lewis, who has been the man, uh, one of the best rookies in a long time, and this guy really a big part of this Minnesota Twins team, just strikes out as well. So the first two guys go down on three-two counts. If they could have got any one of those two on, it would have put some more, uh, at least a little more scare into those Astros. But Twins down to their final out in the uh, series. Houston leading. 3-2 to two, and leading the series two games to one. They will face the Texas Rangers in the finals unless Minnesota can come up with a two-out rally and keep things alive. Kepler will be up the final hope there for those Minnesota Twins. Ken Thompson, Mark Lawrence. Follow him on Twitter at Mark Lawrence. Mark spelled with a C at the end. And, of course, uh, Playbook Sports is where you can get all of Mark's plays. Mark, you've got the newsletter. You have the midweek alert, which I love. So your newsletter comes out. Sometimes things change, so you'll send out, you know, a little email there and update things that are going, maybe something you found later after the newsletter has been compiled. I mean, uh, the coffee club, you got a lot going on. College basketball, NBA right around the corner, and uh, so much going on, Mark. So Playbook Sports, a big part of it. Let everybody know how they can get all those plays. Well, everything we do, Kenny, as you mentioned, is available at playbooksports.com. We have an array of handicapping newsletters ranging from the Playbook Weekly Newsletter to the Midweek Alert, as you mentioned, the Playbook Totals Tip Sheet. It's the only over-under totals tip sheet in the country. All three newsletters are available. There's a special. You can get all three of them for $19 in one purchase. You can check that out all online at playbooksports.com. All right. Meanwhile, the the uh, Diamondbacks in the bottom half of the third inning just got a solo home run. Did not see who hit it, but they go up by a score of one to nothing as the uh, home run off Lance Lynn there in the bottom of the third. Arizona already leads the series two games to none. Looking to sweep the Dodgers. My goodness, crazy stuff in Major League Baseball playoffs. Mark Lawrence with me. Mark, one more college game I wanted to duck in. And it's one that might be off the grid, but I wanted to get your take on it because uh, one team got beat last week inside the Pac-12, Washington State, and they were dominated by UCLA, but they hung in the game. It was a one-possession game. They did end up losing 25-17 as they missed out on a fourth and one and a half where Cameron Ward got stopped about six inches short, and UCLA held on for that game. Meanwhile, Arizona, they should have beaten USC. SC, very, very fortunate. Triple overtime. Caleb Williams comes up with the two-point conversion. He rushed for three touchdowns, only threw for one. But Arizona outgained USC by 160-some-odd yards, and Noah Fafita, their backup quarterback, was outstanding. And, uh, boy, they'd love to have another shot at that one. And I think they probably go for two when they answer USC's touchdown in that second overtime instead of just settling for the extra point to keep things going. Uh, Your take, Arizona, uh, in the Palouse, I believe. I'm trying to find that number, but I know they're uh, taking on Washington State. And there it is. It is uh, Wazoo minus 8, 59. I just thought Arizona's offense, I know it's a heartbreaking loss, but their offense is pretty fun to watch. Yeah, they're a real under-the-radar type team, Arizona is this year, Kenny. And uh, we were not all surprised to see them take Southern Cal right down to the wire in the football game. To the man, they probably feel like they could have and should have won the football contest. But as you mentioned, 146 yards, put up 500 yards on that leaky Southern Cal defense here. I like the makeup of this football team here. They're playing with a lot of confidence this year. Jed Fish is doing some good things for this football program here. He inherited a mess when he came over there. 
went from zero wins to one to five, and I think he's going to be bowling by the end of the football season this year. Number looks a little bit tall to me. I know there could be a down-flat spot for Arizona here, but Washington State uh, has had themselves a pretty nice year here, too, but I think the number's just a little bit too tall. I'll take Arizona plus the points. All right, back-to-back homers for the D-backs. Marte goes deep, bottom three, AZ two, Dodgers nothing. That is the series lead, 2-0 as well. And so the uh, Diamondbacks have the home faithful uh, up on their feet. Meanwhile, a lot of Dodger fans there, they could be pretty disappointed if the Dodgers indeed do go down three games to none. Lance Lynn getting tattooed for those two home runs. All right, Mark, let's go rapid fire. NFL got Thursday night football. Broncos at the Chiefs. Chiefs minus 10.5. Kelsey is questionable. 47 is your total. Boy, Sean Payton, uh, not what he signed up for, but it's what he has. What about it? Chiefs at home minus better than 10 points. Well, you know, the thing that concerns me here, Kenny, is normally we'd be looking at a double-digit division dog, especially in a primetime game, but I just can't do it with the Denver Broncos here. This team has surrendered season-high yardage in each of their last four football games. They're not only unraveling offensively, they're unraveling defensively as well. And things just aren't right in Sean Payton's world these particular, this particular these days here. I'm not a big uh, fan of, like I say, laying double digits uh, in division games, but I do not want any Denver Broncos here. All right, so the Raiders off the short week, but they do stay home here in Vegas, taking on a Bill Belichick 1-4 and four team that got shot out 34 nothing by New Orleans at home last week. Raiders minus three, even money at the Superbook. Do I lay the field goal? 41 and a half your total, or do I stay away knowing that this is it? Basically, bottom of the ninth, two outs, nobody on for Belichick. He's got to get this win, or they drop to one and five, and you could kiss the season goodbye. Yeah, this is back to the wall time for Bill Belichick and his football team here this year, Kenny here. They're coming off a humiliating losses. Uh, they were outscored, I believe, like 60 or 74 to three the last two football games. And Mac Jones has just not been the answer. He tossed another pick six on his first pass of the game last week. He's got now got four career pick sixes at Gillette Stadium. That's as many as Tom Brady had in his career at Gillette Stadium. So things are not going all that well for this football program here. But I think they catch the right team in the right week here in Vegas. you got Vegas coming off that big emotional win, if you will. Uh, and I know New England struggled as underdogs of late. They've lost them only eight straight times in a row here. But... I'm going to have my smelling salts with me. I'm going to take New England plus the points and have my smelling salts ready. All right. Meanwhile, the Vikings are at the Bears. I like the way the Bears are playing. Look, Justin Fields, they blew that game 28-7 a couple weeks ago, but bounced back on Thursday night football. Butkus passes away. They go into Washington and bury the Commanders 40-20. to What about it? Bears catching two and a half at home. There are some threes now where you can get them and lay a little bit of juice if you take the field goal, 44-and-a-half against Minnesota. Justin Fields is playing real well right now. Yes, he is. He's playing real well right now, uh, uh, at least for the moment anyway. We've seen him in and out and up and down a lot throughout his brief National Football League career. I just wonder if he's got good games in him for back-to-back efforts here. Uh, They're just 1-9 and to the spread the last 10 division home games. And they also have allowed season-high yardage in three of their last four football games that the Chicago defense has. I can't back a team like that off a win here, knowing they've got a real, real shaky defense here. It's Minnesota or bust for me. All right, Minnesota or bust. Meanwhile, boy, I'll tell you, if it were a fight, they might stop at the three-knockdown rule in the third inning. Arizona has just hit their third home run 
as Walker goes deep. They have three solo shots off Lance Lynn. The Diamondbacks three, Dodgers nothing. Still early, but my goodness, getting late for the Dodger fans, that's for sure. All right, Panthers are winless. Only winless team in the NFL taking on a Dolphins team that took care of business against the Giants. Game was closer than it should have been. But the Giants had that 102-yard pickoff return for a touchdown that was a 14-point swing. Otherwise, the Dolphins win by 30. Dolphins minus 13.5, against the Panthers. What about it, Mark? This Dolphins team's fun to watch, but I don't know if I want to lay two touchdowns. Well, laying two touchdowns is awfully, awfully difficult here. But I'm going to say this, Kenny. If you take a look at Carolina, and as pathetic as they've been this year, and then you go look at their log, in games in which they've allowed 17 or more points, this football team is 3-44 and 44 straight up with only nine points spread covers in those games. I don't see them smelling holding Miami to 17 points in this football game here. And you've got the Dolphins here on a roll here now. I know that one of their main running backs, Devon A-Chain, is out for this football contest. But they've got Raheem Mostert behind them. And this kid's a really, really strong running back here. I'm going to stay with Miami in the football game. I don't like laying doubles, but I think Bryce... Uh, Rice Young is really struggling this football season here. Much the better quarterback on the other side of the ball with Tua. All right, the Dodgers are going to challenge. Otherwise, if it stands, Arizona will have hit their fourth home run off Lance Lynn in the bottom half of the third inning. So they're checking to see if indeed it was fair. It was hit by a right-handed batter that uh, went down the right field line. And it could have curved around the pole. Now, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm trying to see if... uh, if they're saying it's good or not, or if they're going to look at it. So uh, we'll see. I think they said it was foul, so Marino would come back up. So Dodgers averting disaster, I believe. Uh, but right now it's listed at 4 nothing. So we're waiting to see get clarification. Finishing up with Mark Lawrence, stay in the NFL, Mark. Let's go to your team, the Cleveland Browns, off a bye, plus 7 against the 49ers, the best team in football, they and the Eagles, the only two unbeatens. Niners minus 7, 37 the total. You got some of those defenders banged up for the Browns, but they're gamers, Miles Garrett and those guys. They're going to end up playing. Your take on this one, because the dog pound's going to be wild on Sunday. It is, Kenny, even though Deshaun Watson will not be there. He's been ruled out. He's got a bruised rotator cuff. They're going to start P.J. Walker in this football game here. Uh, and I think it's probably a good move for the Cleveland Browns in that sense. Just for what it's worth, in my database, you look at P.J. Walker He's made three starts at home in his National Football League career. He's won and covered all three of those games. Two as a dog, one as a 13-point dog. So I think they'll rally around Walker in this contest, or at least have the ability to do so. You have San Francisco coming in here. Number one, the, the best team in the National Football League. Cooking is like no team in the league is doing right now, but they're coming off three successive home games in a row. Now they're going to have to take out onto the road into the league's best number one ranked defense in Cleveland here. I think Cleveland's going to uh, defensively stop San Francisco in its tracks in this game. Now, I'm not going to call for the upset, but at seven points, I have to play the points when the Browns in this game. This is unreal, Mark. They overruled the home run as no good, and then he goes the other way with a home run. So four home runs indeed. Lance Lynn picked the wrong week to quit taking barbiturates. That's all I could say, man. It's unbelievable. <laughs> four nothing. Arizona Diamondbacks, absolutely crazy. Marino. They called it foul. It went foul just down the right field line, Mark, and they turn around and he goes to deep left center and takes him out anyway on the next pitch. So 4 nothing Diamondbacks. Mark Lawrence, great stuff. We'll do it again next Wednesday. Have a great week, pal. Keep winning those games because your best bets have been outstanding, 20-12 and 12 so far. 
Kenny, I appreciate it very much. Best of luck to you and everybody listening out there, and I'll catch you next week. Take care. There you go. Hour number one in the book, SportsX Radio. Coming right back with hour number two. Welcome back from halftime. It's just after 7 o'clock in the big city. Time to continue America's favorite Las Vegas sports show. SportsX Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. SportsX Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rabapudi. Trial lawyers that get results. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready, because SportsX Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Now. All right, KT, Backsteiner's Pub, 1750 North Buffalo, 103 in the Vegas Valley to serve you and uh, having a good time. Thanks to Mark Lawrence, Playbook Sports, joining me, hour number one, getting through some college football, some NFL, and keeping you updated on those D-backs. How about the D-backs off Lance Lynn in the bottom of the third? Perdomo, batting in the nine position, gets a home run solo shot an hour, an, an out, not an hour later. Carroll makes an out, an out later. Uh, Marte gets a solo shot. Then Pham makes the second out. The DH for Arizona, but then Walker and Marino hit back-to-back shots. Four solo shots for the Diamondbacks in the bottom of the third. They go to the fourth. Arizona four. Dodgers nothing. My goodness, the Dodgers could be swept by Arizona. Brandon fought looking very solid tonight. Struggled in that opener in Milwaukee, but they end up winning that game anyway after he was out. He looks much more composed tonight. Three and a third so far. Just one hit has yet to walk or strike out anybody, but they'll take it. And, uh, you know, right there, set up there with a little 4-0 lead. We'll see if Arizona can hold on. Get with Andy Isco in just a sec. You heard me talk about the uh, heart being uh, pitter-patter for those Dodgers, man. Got to make sure that heart stays intact. Right now, those hearts are heavy for the Dodgers. But when you come into Vegas, don't worry about it. Even if you live in L.A. or Southern California, Look ahead, find out when you're coming in town, and then give a call to the Preventative Diagnostic Center. Dr. John Pearson Company got the only of the scanner, the only scanner of its kind, I should say, in the region that gives you early detection before signs and symptoms of more than two dozen ailments like heart disease and lung disease. It is the Preventative Diagnostic Center. PDCenterLV.com is the website. You can go check it out. But if you give a call now, you can leave your name and number. They'll get back to you and schedule that free educational consultation. You know the 702 area code for Vegas, 534-7900, Make sure you tell them Ken Thompson Sports X Radio sent you. Comfortable scan takes a few minutes. A few, minute, uh, few days later, you get a detailed report from a board-certified radiologist. Heart CT scan and calcium score. That's what I'm talking about. The incredible special. They get you in there. They'll explain how you can get all your organs checked out. But this is a phenomenal deal. It is a $125 total, $125 for a $600 value. You get that heart CT scan and calcium score, and your significant other is absolutely free. So the two of you, $1,200 value, total of $125. Don't get blindsided by the Widowmaker guys. Ladies know that heart disease, number one killer of women annually in the United States. Again, heart CT scan, calcium score, incredible special. Early detection is key. Get peace of mind. Take charge of your health. Preventative Diagnostic Center, Dr. John Pierce and the crew, they take great care of you. And it's great to have that information. Demographically, got to fall between the ages of 40 and 72, 534-7900. Get peace of mind. Take charge of your health. Ken Thompson loves the Preventative Diagnostic Center. And Andy Isco is joining me right now. AI, uh, boy, I'll tell you, 
That's a rough go of it there for Lance Lynn and the Dodger fans. And this could be three out of the four teams that got the bye in Major League Baseball going down in their first series. The Houston Astros advance. They're going to take on Texas. Both those teams playing outstanding baseball, especially the Rangers right now. Uh, but the Astros will have the home field advantage in the American League finale championship series. But it looks like the D-backs could be awaiting the winner of that Philly-Atlanta series with the Phils taking a 2-1 lead today after a 10-2 drubbing of the Braves. And Strider will try and keep the Braves season alive. But, my goodness, this is a tough go of it for the teams that have had great records. You look at Atlanta and the Dodgers finishing way ahead of anybody else in the National League. And then the Orioles and D-backs, I'm sorry, the Orioles and uh, Rays, uh, same thing. Although the Rays were in the same division, but both those teams had way more wins than anybody else in the American League. But they both bow out in their first series, respectively, both of them to the Texas Rangers. AI kind of put it in perspective. What are you looking at, Major League Baseball? Uh, do you think I'll it's it the American League? by asking you a question. Yeah, go ahead. Have you ever done any coaching of your daughter at, like, the Little League level or anything like that? Yeah, I coached Kiara for four years as far as soccer. Okay, that's close enough. Dodgers may come calling. Yeah. No doubt. Little League. Yeah, my buddy Danny Bowley. You know, he may be a nice guy. How does Dave Roberts keep his job if the, if, the Diamondbacks, if the Diamondbacks complete the sweep and the Dodgers are eliminated two consecutive years before reaching the league championship series? No, I agree with you 100%. In fact, I was talking to Mark when we went to break. I'm like, how do you not make the change after Lynn gives up the third home run? You wait for him to give up the fourth home run? Unbelievable, and I mean, he actually he gave up five, depending upon whether right. that first ball was uh, f- was uh, fair or foul. So, you know, the point is, he was not pitching well. He was just making it too easy. I don't know if he was tipping pitches or something, but yeah, you got to get him out of there. And you certainly should have had the warm-ups beginning certainly earlier than they did. Yeah, exactly. You're down two games to none. There is no more tomorrow if you lose as the Dodgers. Everybody, it should be all hands on deck. AI. Absolutely. This is, uh, you know, that's an elimination game. Atlanta is in that uh, position tomorrow. They can't worry about saving anybody for game five. They may never get to game five. Yep, agree 100%, no doubt. Uh, One thing good uh, when you come into the Steiner's Publications AI, uh, you know they have the uh, paper menus, so it kind of has every day, like, all the different sports that are going on and then what the uh, homemade soup of the day will be, and then they let you know what day it is, right? Like, tomorrow will be Farmer's Day, and then you'll have, like, last Friday was National Coaches Day. Well, this Friday, Friday the 13th, it's no bra day. So i got to make sure I take one of these uh, paper calendars back to my wife, Christina, and let her know to stay up on top of the schedule. All right, Andy. I thought that meant you were going to come there without one. <laughs> that, that goes without say. There's no doubt. Uh, let's get into some college football and some NFL. AI, first off, the last two weekends of college football, I mean, you're a college football junkie like I am. It has just been, I mean, there have been some monumental games, some beautiful games. Oh, just take a look at uh, Notre Dame the last three weeks. I mean, last week they were you know, not really in the game much of the way against Louisville, but they, you win a game in the final minute uh, uh, after you lose at Duke, and then you lose a game in the final minute at home to Ohio State the uh, week before. You had that Arizona-USC game that you and Mark talked about, the triple overtime game. Uh, we love college football. We, we appreciate it because it's such a short season uh, that you really have to take it in every week. And, I, you know, I'm always asked what my favorite sport is, and my answer is always honest. It's whatever sport I'm paying attention to and bidding on at the time. But if I had to stand back and say, which sport do I really enjoy digging into and handicapping the most? 
it, it's, I'd say it's either college basketball or college football, and I choose college football simply because there are far fewer teams that uh, uh, that I have to take a look at in college football than in college basketball. So I can actually spend more time breaking down the college football uh, schedule each each week for the you know 13, 14 weeks of the regular season. There you go. And then when, of course, March hits, you're like, yeah, it's college basketball. What are you kidding me? I mean, it's uh, something about March. Like I said, it's whatever I'm focusing on at the time. There you go. 24-14, UTEP leading Florida International. Uh, fourth quarter underway. Uh, UTEP, again, a three-and-a-half-point road dog up by 10 right now, fourth quarter. And New Mexico State taking care of business in a big way over Sam Houston State, who's got a pretty stingy defense. 17 nothing Aggies in Las Cruces, 4.50 to go in the first half. Meanwhile, those Las Vegas Aces, 52-44. to And that's key for New York because the Liberty were down 20-plus in this game and have fought back to within eight at halftime. Total 170-and-a-half, and you already have 96 at intermission. Uh, Vegas going off a four-point favorite. We'll keep an eye on that game. It is right down the street. Three hockey games already over. Chicago, who won last night on the road against Pittsburgh, lost 3-1 to one to Boston. Meanwhile, Toronto-Montreal, crazy game. Habs led early 2-0, but Toronto wins it 6-5, to five, and Carolina gets past Ottawa by a score of 5-3. to three. A lot of people like the Hurricanes, uh, including Alex B. Smith, as favorites to come out of the Eastern Conference. So lots of hockey going. The Vegas Golden Knights back in action at San Jose tomorrow. Three more games on the docket. Edmonton, Vancouver, Colorado, L.A., and Winnipeg at Calgary getting underway in just a couple minutes. All right, Andy Isco, let's go right to the college football and jump into some of the games that are coming up this week. Uh, Let's look at... Let's go to Friday. How about Fresno State and Utah State? Fresno State taken out by Wyoming last week in Laramie. Going to try and get back on track. Minus five in Logan against Utah State. Total of 57. Yeah, Utah State started the season poorly, but they've come on and played very nicely. In fact, even last week, they got off to a poor start against uh, Colorado State and came back and won nicely. And, of course, Fresno uh, dealing with the uh, uh, the un beaten record going into last week's uh, game at Wyoming, really never really in that game after the first few minutes, so uh, it's it's a game I'm not sure I can play, although I do lean towards Fresno because I like the program, I like the coaching, and I like the roster, and I like the back teams that I'm comfortable with as far as responding well after a loss, as as, uh, excruciating as it might be, because if Fresno State can end up erasing or, or offsetting that loss with a win here, they're still very much in the picture for playing for the Mountain West Championship, although they'll have some other things that need to go their way. All right, so Tennessee at home against Texas A&M, and Mark will call it, and you'll call it sometimes, a team that's going to be deflated because they see their national title hopes go down the drain, and that the case with A&M as Jimbo Fisher loses to Alabama last week uh, would need a miracle for things to go his way, but they already lost at Miami as well, so they're about out of it. But Tennessee, Josh Heupel going to have the guys ready, and we know Knoxville is going to be jumping Tennessee minus three, 55 the total. I would think the spot here favors the Volunteers. Uh, I went back and forth on uh, on this game, and I ended up deciding that I prefer Tennessee over A&M because you still have to consider this somewhat of a big game because there's such marquee programs, even though uh, A&M has those two losses. But that's been the problem with A&M under Jimbo Fisher. The, the, the wins against the better teams on their schedule have been few and far between. Yeah, they had that win against Alabama, uh, what was it, last year or the year before, and last year was the close game. But they've also lost 
close games, and they've lost them close. And that's you know, and of course the Miami game, I think it was like what forty-eight thirty-three or something. Uh, they lost Tennessee. Uh, they had their uh, their one hiccup against uh, Florida early on, but uh, I like the makeup of this team. Of course, they had to replace uh, the quarterback and all that, and I just prefer the coaching of uh, of, uh, of Tennessee. All right, so Alabama gets that win against A and M. Now they take on Arkansas, a Razorbacks team that fought hard with Ole Miss last week. What you take on this one? K.J. Jefferson, you know, not nearly as solid as he's been the last couple of years, but doesn't have the full arsenal that he's had. Now Rocket Sanders made it back, but uh, struggled in his first game back. What about Arkansas? Because you know they're well coached. Sam Pittman, just that blue-collar guy and has his guys ready to play each and every week. Saban has Alabama now back in the driver's seat in the western half of the SEC. And uh, Alabama, a big-time favorite in Tuscaloosa, trying to uh, get that updated line here. And uh, AI, if you got it right there, I'm trying to find it. I'd scroll down. 19 and a half or 20. I'll see if I can scroll down and find it right now. And uh, that's a big number for a team that uh, still has some issues on offense. Uh, You know, Arkansas, you talk about Pittman and the job he's done. I wonder if he's somewhat leveled off because Arkansas is not winning games. They are competitive in games. They're getting big numbers. They covered against LSU a few weeks ago. They covered last week against Ole Miss. Uh, They blew that game to BYU. They had that early 14-0 lead and lost outright. Um... Still, I, I can't feel comfortable playing that kind of number with Alabama because Arkansas does have the talent, and they might be able to keep this within three touchdowns, but I'm not sure I feel comfortable playing it because it's just one of those, one of those situations where at some point all the losing, the close games, you, it's, sometimes you just can't get up for that next game, even if it is against Alabama and you put in a bad effort. So I've got to stay away. I, I, you know, if I had to play the, the two teams, I'd play, uh, I, I'd play Arkansas simply because of the big number. Yeah, and it is 20 at the Westgate Superbook. There are 19 and a half around town, 46 and a half your total. Jalen Milrow playing much better for Alabama, and they'll try and get the win at home in Tuscaloosa against Arkansas. Keep it rolling here, college football-wise. Let's go to USC, Notre Dame. SC, again, a miracle come from behind victory against Arizona. Game they were outplayed badly, yardage-wise, you name it, first downs, time of possession. They were out gained in all of those categories big time but they find a way to get it done so you need one of those scares but their schedule is like a gauntlet now and they're going to be hard pressed to win in South Bend but Notre Dame comes off a tough loss at Louisville Cardinals now 6-0 Notre Dame in South Bend minus two and a half total of 60 and a half against the Trojans I heard you talking about uh, this game with Mark, and I, you know, I do a podcast with Mark, and we did it earlier today, and we talked about USC and the concerns that we have about the uh, defense. You know, they got their wake-up call a couple of weeks ago against Colorado, where they got out to that big lead and then a hold on as Colorado rallied back and ended up losing by seven forty-eight forty-one. That should have been a call that says, "Hey guys, we've got to concentrate and play sixty minutes because the schedule is going to get tougher in a few weeks." And what happens last week? They play that game against. Uh, an improved but still not as talented an Arizona team and are very fortunate uh, to win that game. So that causes some real problems for me. Uh, having said that, you talked about Notre Dame. We, I mentioned it when you started at the intro. You know, three tough games in a row, back to back to back. Those two close games, the win and the loss, Ohio State and Duke, and then last week against an unbeaten Louisville team uh, that uh, had a lot to play for as well. Uh, Southern Cal, I still like the talent on this team. Uh, the, the concern I have again is you know the uh, 
the, uh, the the experienced quarterback that they have, uh, you know, Hartman, ha- who's having a very very good year for Notre Dame, and he might be able to really pick apart the USC defense. So it's going to be very difficult. But I think overall, I think that uh, uh, Caleb's going to have some some success against Notre Dame. I'm going to wait and see if the game goes up to three. I'll probably be playing USC. If it doesn't, I may just pass, watch, and hopefully enjoy. All right, AI, got to get the uh, last game in there before we go to break, and then we'll come back, hit the NFL hard. But UNLV, they are nine-point favorites up at Reno. Reno is winless, and, uh, you know, both teams coming off a bye, but, you know, Coach Odom has his Rebels team playing real well. Maeve has been the quarterback, the kid out of Liberty. Now, Broomfield might be ready to go. Uh, Don't know if he be the guy that starts or if he stays with Maeva, it's up to the coach there but I like the way this Rebels team played I was at their last game the win over Hawaii what about it Rebs minus nine 52 and a half it's a rivalry game for the Fremont Cannon I'll just take a win from UNLV it's always tricky with these games especially when you have a winless team you know they're going to give everything to try and get that first win against their arch rival yeah, and uh, you know, as, as nicely as UNLV has played, and they are four and one. But keep in, keep in mind, they've only played that uh, one conference game against, against Hawaii, so they're one and zero in conference with a long way to go. Now, uh, the the Westgate had those college games of the year up over the summer, and they actually included this one, the battle for Nevada. And in that game, not before before any of the, either of these teams played a game, the Rebels were already a one and a half point uh, road favorite in the game. So uh, the oddsmakers expected UNLV to be the better football team this year. I'm not quite sure they expected them to be that much, or not not that much, but as, as good as they've been. Uh, Nevada started out playing horribly. They've played a lot better lately. Of course, remember that close game uh, against Kansas a few uh, uh, Friday nights ago. It's a, it's a rivalry game. I can't, I, you know, if you laid the double digits against Hawaii, yeah, you covered and you covered easily in the second half. I'm not so sure I want to lay double digits with the Rebels on the road against their biggest rival, who, if they go 1-11 this year, this is the one that they want to win, and they may go 1-11 this year, but uh, if I played the game, I would, and I, I'd want to get at least a double digits, I'd, I'd have to be on the Reno side. Uh, but but I certainly go. want the Rebels to win. I do expect them to win. All right, I agree with you. Andy Isco, TheLogicalApproach.com. AI is going to hit some NFL football when we come back. SportsX Radio, hour number two, 101.5 FM Dawn streaming live on the Odyssey app. Miss any part of the show? Go to that Odyssey feature. It is called Rewind, and you can hear the show in its entirety after it is over. Again, just search SportsX Radio. Mark Hoke, my producer, takes us to break. Of course, the host of the Mark, show, Mark Hoke Show, Sunday mornings, the best in professional wrestling, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Right here also, 101.5 FM Dawn and streaming live on that Odyssey app. Live from Vegas, live at Steiner's, I'm Ken Thompson. You're listening to SportsX Radio. We'll be right back. I don't think so. I'm going back to Cali, Cali, Cali. Going back to Cali. I don't think so. I don't think so. Little LL Cool J coming back here on a Wednesday night. It is Hump Day KT live at Steiner's Pub, 1750 North Buffalo. Andy Isco with me for a few more minutes. Going to hit the NFL hard, and then Arthur DeCesar are going to close us up from the Westgate Superbook, get into some more college and NFL as we head on for a big week of football. We've got football going. UTEP 24-14 leads FIU. They're at the FIU 7 right now, a third and one in all New Mexico State, up 20 to nothing 
on Sam Houston State, 209 to go in the first half from Las Cruces. Andy Isco, let's get into that NFL, and uh, Raiders have a big game, going to try and make it two in a row. They're at home, they're minus three against those New England Patriots coming off that abysmal game against uh, New Orleans, to say the least. Get shut out 34 nothing. Belichick's boys 1-4. and four. What about it? Coordinator going against old boss, head coach Belichick against offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels, now the head honcho for the Raiders. Who do you like in the game, AI? Andy, you there? I'm sorry. I must have lost it there for a second. Um, can you hear me now? Yeah, I got you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to make a case for the Raiders in this game. I just don't feel comfortable laying points. In fact, if you go back uh, to uh, uh, the 10-day advance line at the Westgate, this game was a pick 'em, And the uh, Raiders only became favorites after uh, the uh, Patriots lost as ugly as they did at home to New Orleans last Sunday, 34 nothing. that followed the largest margin of defeat in Belichick's career, the 38-3 loss at Dallas the week before. Uh, I have to wonder if there are some issues inside the uh, New England locker room with Belichick coming out and saying Jones is still his quarterback. The players have to be wondering what's the coach thinking about? This guy's not leading us. And who, who's to blame? Well, we've talked about it before again. It's Belichick's decision last year to have uh, uh, Matt Patricia as uh, offensive coordinator. I think shared it with uh, Joe Judge. I mean, it was a, a decision that made absolutely no sense at all and they're uh, reaping the, uh, uh, the poor results as a result. Uh, can the Raiders uh, make it back-to-back? You know, if I play the Raiders as as much as I, I normally don't play money lines on short favorites like that, I'd probably play the Raiders on the money line rather than lay the three points. But I, I just can't see a reason to back New England until they show that they can be competitive. And their one win this year was the one they nearly gave away against the Jets. Yeah, no doubt about it. What about those Jets as they're going to take on the Eagles? Jets at home, plus seven, 41 your total. Didn't play a great game, but found a way to win in the mile-high city. Philadelphia, one of two unbeatens along with San Francisco. Where are you on this one? Do you lay the seven or you stay away or you take the Jets and the points? Uh, I probably look under the total and take the uh, points uh, with the Jets. You know, Philadelphia can run the football extremely well, which means that uh, they'll try to run the ball against the Jets, shorten the, uh, uh, you know, lengthen drives, shorten the uh, number of possessions, etc. And the Jets showed last week and even early in the year, their first game against uh, uh, Buffalo, when I think they ran for 170-something yards. They ran for 234 at Denver last week. So I think the the, the best way for an opponent to uh, – keep within distance of Philadelphia is to control the clock, and the Jets have shown an ability to run the football, so I'm looking at this game, you know, maybe the, maybe the Eagles win something like, you know, 21-16 or, you know, 20-17 or something like that, um, so I'm looking both Jets and under in this one. Alright, so Baltimore outplayed Pittsburgh, had a chance to put a two-touchdown lead between them, but then turned it over. Pittsburgh ends up coming back with a great fourth quarter. Defensively, they were outstanding, and they win the game by a touchdown. Baltimore 3-2, and two. Tennessee now 2-3. and three. Derrick Henry, a guy that we know can pick him up, put him down. I like the way Tannehill hangs in the pocket. Look, he doesn't have the, uh, the great A.J. Brown anymore, but the end of the day, Tennessee, you know they're always tough at home. Both teams 3-2 and two against the number. Ravens a four-point road favorite, 41 the total from Nashville. No, no, it's not in Nashville. This one's in London. Oh, it's that's right. That's right. Sunday. The early game. That's right. That's right. I don't even have it marked down on my sheet. That's right. Okay, go ahead. That makes it even more interesting. Well, both of these teams are coming off road games last week that they lost to, to division rivals in which they led in the second half. 
so they're both coming in with a little feeling of letting one get away. Uh, Baltimore has, has had a deal once again this year with uh, uh, with key injuries, and yet they still play solid defense. You know, they're number two in the league is Baltimore, allowing just three point yards uh, per play. Tennessee, five point four. That's uh, you know over a yard and a half difference defensively. Uh, when you look at uh, the presence of running back uh, Derrick Henry, Titans are barely average. They average just 107 yards per game on the ground, which is number 18. Baltimore averages 146, number four in, in the league, and part of it is Lamar Jackson. He, I think he uh, has a significant edge over Tannehill because of his mobility. He's got the better quarterback rating as far as those stats are concerned, but his mobility, his ability to, to uh, create plays and, and gain yards with his legs, extend drives, etc., uh, makes me like uh, the, the uh, Ravens in this one. You know, Despite playing just five games each, t- each year, e- each this season, they still have three common opponents. They each played Cleveland, they each played Indianapolis, and they each played Cincinnati. And over the course of those three games against common foes, Baltimore has performed uh, better. So uh, the thing also I like, Baltimore just has a better look to, to them when you see them play as opposed to uh, uh, Tennessee. Uh, I don't know that Tennessee has ever recovered from their 7-3 and three start last year when they uh, ended up losing seven straight and missed the playoffs where it looked like they were even going to be a division winner. Almost akin to what happened to the Cardinals. If you remember two years ago, they started 7-0. I think they may have been, if not the last uh, unbeaten team, one of the last. They started 7-0, had a terrible collapse the rest of the way, and then followed up with last season. I'm not so sure we may not see something similar out of Tennessee this year. There's a lot of talent, but that talent is getting old. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, let's uh, talk a little Lions-Buccaneers. This should be a fun one. Uh, Buccaneers coming off the bye and the Lions just playing outstanding football, real close, close to being unbeaten. They're a three-point road favorite at the Westgate Superbook. I'm starting to see three-and-a-halves pop up, but they're uh, minus three, minus 120 to make 100. If you play the Lions, play the Bucks plus the three, you're going to get some plus money. Total's 43-and-a-half. Mayfield's playing well. Goff's playing well. Who wins this one, A.I.? Well, you know, with high expectations entering the season, you know, the uh, Lions went won eight of their last ten games uh, last season. Uh, Detroit's living up to billing. I mean, they're not just four and one straight up; they're also four and one against the spread. And the low loss was that uh, week two overtime loss to uh, uh, to Seattle. Uh, one thing that the Lions are doing this year, or two things actually. Number one, they're running the football with some great consistency, and number two, they're also playing some solid defense. In fact, uh, it probably would be surprising to uh, to to know that the uh, Lions actually uh, have played uh, their number seven in overall defense, allowing under 300 yards per game, number six against the run, uh, and uh, uh, number 17 against the uh, uh, against the pass. So uh, they've been playing balanced defense, good defense. Uh, both of these teams played a relatively weak schedule. The one difference being uh, that uh, uh, the uh, Lions beat Kansas City in Kansas City to open the season. They did lose in overtime to a Seattle team, which is considered you know periphery on the playoffs. They were a playoff team uh, last year. So I think that the Lions have been well tested. They're playing with confidence, and I'm not quite sold on Tampa Bay. I do I do like Baker Mayfield. I, I've been a, an advocate of his you know ever since that year in Cleveland when he played through the uh, bad shoulder after leading him to a division championship the year before and the big win over uh, Pittsburgh. Tampa does have a more important game up next week, although 3-1, and they'd still like to win as many games as they can as they host division rival Atlanta. Just like the way that Detroit uh, is playing. Uh, You do have Tampa Bay coming off the bye, so they will be prepared, but I still have to go with the talent. And again, if you can lay that field goal or less, that's the way I'm playing it. 
All right, AI, a couple weather games because we see a lot of weather activity in the Midwest and up in the Michigan area uh, on Saturday for college football. But you got a couple games, Minnesota at Chicago and San Francisco at Cleveland. Last two games I want to get to you with. Uh, Minnesota's minus 2.5 at Chicago. You're looking at 48% uh, chance of rain and 17-mile-an-hour winds right now. And if those conditions stay consistent I like the Bears in this game because Minnesota's an indoor team now and I like the way Justin Fields is playing right now I know they blew that 28-7 lead a couple weeks ago but they bounced back nicely off the short week and really took it to Washington so they have a little extra rest and I think they're going to be focused and try and keep things going it'll be the first home game after the passing of Dick Butkus your take on this one from Soldier Field I like the Bears where are you Minnesota minus two and a half yeah, I'm with you on this one. You know, even that loss to Denver, Fields played well. You know, that was right after he came out with the comments about the coaching staff holding him back and all that, and, of course, played well uh, last Thursday night uh, in D.C. Uh, I expect it to continue. You know, last uh, last year we talked about uh, Minnesota being uh, 11-0 and in uh, one-score games, uh, five of which were decided by, uh, uh, I think, a field goal or less. Uh, it's reversing this year. Their games have been uh, close, but they've been coming up on the wrong end of those. I think all five of their games have been one-score games because I think last week's loss uh, to Kansas City uh, was by seven. Um, I, you know, it's another one where you know the two and a half is nice. If it goes to three, I'll take some of that, but I'll also have some on the uh, Bears money line. And then up from six and a half to seven now, the Niners. Minus 7, 37 against the Browns. But, again, you're going to have wind and rain in Cleveland. I'll tell you what, Cleveland's defense and San Francisco's defense, I mean, boy, they're almost, they almost mirror each other with the statistics. Uh, this Cleveland team, though, they, they rely more on their defense than the offense, especially, you know, with uh, Watson being banged up. If they can get to Purdy, I think they can really make a game out of it. But there's something about McCaffrey, man. That guy just makes big plays. But Miles Garrett, I'm sure he'll end up going. I know he's a little banged up. This Browns game is going to be wild because that crowd's going to be into it from the get-go. And if the D comes to play, it's going to be a fun one. Probably low scoring. Just depends how that weather plays. What about you? Niners minus 7, 37 your total. Yeah, maybe a little surprised the line is this low. Of course, Cleveland is coming off uh, their bye week, and P.J. Walker, I guess, is expected now to start in place of uh, of Watson. Uh, I don't know if I want to take those points against uh, San Francisco, though I'd like to play Cleveland because fundamentally I like them, and largely for the defense that you mentioned. So maybe what I do is I do look under the total in this game, even though it's, it's coming down, but I think that if San Francisco has shown that they can hold back almost uh, any team they face, and if they're facing a defense, defensive team they may not score as many points so maybe they win this game 27 to 7 still stays under great stuff andy isco at the logical approach or i should say the logical approach.com is the website at vegas andy 711 at vegas andy 711 it's got that vegas little craps to it at vegas andy 711 ai outstanding have a great week i know you've been doing well in the games We'll talk about it next week, and I'll get you out to Steiner's whenever you're ready, man. Dinner's on me whenever you make it out here. It'll be sometime this month, I guarantee that. Great stuff from Andy Isco. Take our final break. You can save that that bite. There you go. All right, take our final break. Come back with Art Dice 21, my good pal Arthur DeCesar, supervisor in risk management over there at the Westgate Superbook. Going to hit some more college football, some NFL, close out the show. Aces cruising right now, 80-57. to Near the end of the third quarter, just blowing out the Liberty. An eight-point halftime lead has turned into a 23-point lead after three quarters. And uh, pretty impressive stuff for the Aces. Live from Vegas, 
101.5 FM K-Dawn streaming live on that Odyssey app, live at Steiner's Pub. I'm Ken Thompson. We come back. We'll wrap it right up. Keep it right here. Ah, uh, yeah, a little Luther. Luther Vandross coming back. Ken Thompson, Mark Hoke spinning the hit. SportsX Radio Live, Stoner's Pub, 1750 North Buffalo at Vegas Drive on Wednesday night. You can catch me here 6 to 8, Monday through Friday. Show comes at you the other four days. PSPR Law Studios in Las Vegas. Miss any part of the show, use that Odyssey Rewind feature or go to and follow at Ken Thompson 87 at SportsX Radio Archives. Pinned up there about 45 minutes after the show is over, but the easiest way to do it is use that Odyssey Rewind feature, A-U-D-A-C-Y. You haven't downloaded the free app, do it now. Uh, get a lot of great shows from all over the country. And again, it is a worldwide app, so uh, lots of great stuff, including the Mark Hoke Show, the best in professional wrestling, Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. right here on K-Dawn as well, and use that Rewind feature if you miss that show as well. Arthur DeCesar, my good friend, and uh, my buddy over there, Westgate Superbook. My gosh, it's a busy time of year over there at that Westgate Superbook. How about New Mexico State up 27-0 on Sam Houston State near the half there? That a surprising score. Not that... You know, New Mexico State's going to win the game, but Sam Houston State's defense, pretty good. They're making the jump up from FCS, and they came oh so close from, to winning last week, but now getting shut out. They're going to drop to 0-6, and, uh, boy, just can't get a break. But a good effort by Jerry Kill's New Mexico State Aggies looking to go up to 4-3 and three and could be bowl eligible again this year. Art Dice, great to have you, my man. Lots of inclement weather in the uh, college circuit in the Midwest and even over on the West Coast. Washington, of course, we expect rain this time of year, but uh, several other venues. And then a couple of the NFL venues as well going to see that rain and wind on Sunday, including the Bears game against Minnesota and Cleveland-San Francisco. How's the Dice man doing and have... Uh, have things been going okay for you as far as the NFL and college football seasons are? Yeah, KC can't complain. Obviously, you mentioned it. This is a great time of the year. NHL just started baseball playoffs. NBA not down the road, obviously, football. So October is always the busiest month, and we're right in the middle of it. Diceman, how much money will your book make profit-wise on the Diamondbacks, because this is Dodger country still out here. I would think because of the success they've had over the Diamondbacks year in, year out, that there's a lot of liability if the Dodgers were maybe to win the whole thing. But I can't see that many people betting on the D-backs. No, you're right, Casey. I mean, just look at the series price. We'll have a nice swing towards us in the positive if the Diamondbacks end up closing this out. Obviously, full innings to go and they're up 4 nothing, and obviously 2 nothing in the series you know the Dodgers as far as like a World Series liability because they're always so high up on the board it's not the favorite the second favorite you normally don't get killed on the Dodgers two teams that we could get killed on the Phillies and the Rangers obviously the Rangers are already there Phillies are one away from going to the LCS so we want to avoid those at all costs what is your line tomorrow with the uh, the Braves? I know Strider's going to go for Atlanta. I didn't know if Philly declared who's going to pitch for uh, the fighting Phils tomorrow as they try to wrap it up. I think I saw Suarez, but obviously Strider, Strider is going to pitch. We are currently Braves minus 150 in game four. Total of eight and a half. Juice 
to the over, minus 120 to the over. All right, so let's look at college football. Let's get into it and uh, get this thing rolling here because it's a great one. It's one that was anticipated. Both teams coming off a bye. Oregon, after blowing out Stanford, got off to a slow start up there in Palo Alto, but regrouped, and they uh, win the game 42-6. to And then Washington, they got a little bit of a scare against Arizona, not as much as USC got from Arizona last week, but nonetheless, Washington ends up winning the game by a touchdown. But they were up by two scores or more pretty much the whole way. Kalen DeBoer in his second year really doing a nice job. And Michael Penix Jr., he'll have his full complement of receivers because Jalen McMillan is back for this one, and that's big because Adunze and Polk, They've been healthy. They've been solid. Uh, but Penix Jr., if he has all three of those guys, this team really going to be tough to stop. But we know Bo Nix has plenty of weapons, especially in the backfield with Irving and James and Whittington. Tony Franklin, excellent receiver. Bryant Jr., Johnson, Holden. I mean, a lot of fun. Oregon's defense has flexed their muscles a little bit more, but their schedule's been easier, although uh, they did get a win against Texas Tech in Lubbock, but we know they stole that game there and really stole the cover with the pick six at the end. Washington at home, minus three last I saw, unless it's changed. I'm trying to find that sucker, but um, look out. Here it is. It is minus three, 67 and a half last I saw. Are we consistent with that number, and where are you at, Dice Man? Yeah, we are, KT, and this is obviously the game of the week, both two, you know, both in the top ten. Two of the best two or three offenses in the nation. These guys score points. Washington, like you said, a three-point home favorite. Total of 67.5. Both teams are good against the number. Oregon's 5-0 and against the spread. Washington's 3-1-2 or 4-1, 4-1 against the spread. It's been great split action, and we've actually seen a little bit of under money coming. We were as high as 68, kicked down to the 67.5. So really, as the side goes, split action, really no decision. All right, USC, Notre Dame, my goodness, my Trojans. Very fortunate to get that win against Arizona. I just don't know. Even though Notre Dame's coming off their second loss, losing to a Louisville team that really shut them down. I mean, the week before, Louisville had 16 carries for 32 yards rushing. Uh, and then last week, they run all over Notre Dame. Meanwhile, Notre Dame, Estime had <laughs> only 20 yards on 10 carries. Unreal how things change week to week. Uh, your take on this one, Notre Dame right now laying two and a half in South Bend against Southern Cal. Caleb Williams going to have to get things rolling. Marshawn Lloyd doing a pretty good job, and he's got receivers in Rice and Washington. Mario Williams has really been non-existent this year, but who do you like in this one? I always like to look at a look-ahead line if we have it in the summer. Look-ahead line on this was USC minus one and a half. We reopened it at two and a half. It hit three. Then the buyback came in on USC. The total really has moved because of the weather. You know, 62 got bet up to 63. Now back down to 60 and a half. Four to one ticket count on Notre Dame. If I'm getting under the field goal right now, I like Notre Dame in a sloppy game. There you go. Could be sloppy at that. And right now, uh, as I'm looking, I'm trying to find, here we go. Uh, it is 20-mile-an-hour winds up to 23-mile-an-hour. It's 82% chance. Oh, no, that's the Wisconsin-Iowa game. Let me see. Where's USC-Notre Dame? It's close to that because you're not far away. But I know uh, all these games, wind and rain, especially Iowa-Wisconsin, more wind there than anywhere else in Madison. 23-mile-an-hour wins, 82% chance of rain. And we know Iowa now on a backup quarterback in Deacon Hill, 
Boy, I'll tell you, they find a way to beat Purdue 20-14, to 14, but this team, you know, defensively is where they did it. They had six sacks and 12 tackles for loss, and going into the game, they only had three sacks, so pretty impressive. Higgins and Jackson are solid linebackers. Tanner Mordecai, Mordecai doesn't have Malusi anymore, but still has Braylon Allen, Will Pauling, and DK, pretty good receivers. Your take on this one, the Badgers at home in Madison, minus 9.5, 34.5 against Iowa in the rain, in the wind. This is a classic Big Ten game. You mentioned the low total of 34-and-a-half. It could even go down lower once people really get to understand what the weather is going to be and obviously what these two teams can do defensively. The Sharps laid early 9-and-a-half with Wisconsin. Then when we got to 10, 10-and-a-half, they bought back on Iowa. It's now settled back to 9-and-a-half. I think with the low total and the sloppiness and maybe getting Iowa touchdown, I would take the point. All right, Wyoming come off a nice win, held on against Fresno. Couldn't score second half in Laramie, but had a big enough lead to hold on, win by five. Air Force and Troy Calhoun, they just wear you down. And Larry, are good, solid quarterback, and coming off a bye will make Air Force even tougher. Uh, they're so tough to beat, and they're laying 10.5 in this one in Colorado Springs, 41.5 your total. I can only look at the force, even though Craig Bowl and Wyoming are pesky. It's just something about Air Force this year. They just wear you down. I couldn't agree more, Casey. I understand it's a big number, and it's a big number with a total, you know, at 41 and a half. But Air Force coming off the bye, looking to maybe even run the table this year. I mean, they've been incredible. And now Wyoming obviously coming off a nice win last week, having to go on the road. You've got to lay the points with Air Force coming off the bye. All right. So the boys in Corvallis, they're at home coming off a nice win at Cal. Uh, DJ Weung. Uyunglele out of St. John Bosco, transfer from Clemson, of course, leading the way for the Beavs with five touchdown passes last week. Uh, Jonathan Smith's alma mater doing pretty good so far, the Beavs, and they're going to take on UCLA, who really clamped down defensively on Wazoo, outgaining them by better than 200 yards and holding on for the eight-point win. Where are you on this one? Bruins catching three-and-a-half in Corvallis, total of 54. Yeah, I was against UCLA last week. I thought, you know, Washington State would do their thing. I was dead wrong. Obviously, Oregon State, that was as high as four. There was a buy on UCLA, now three and a half. Totals kind of ping-ponged like a lot of these totals have. Sharps took it early at 53 and a half, over, went to 55 and a half. Now it's come down to 54. I love Oregon State and the quarterback. I would lay the points. UCLA does not win the game. All right, we jump to the NFL Seattle. Boy, I'll tell you what, a good Seahawks team coming off a bye. They're going to go to Cincinnati, whose offense woke up in Arizona last week. Joe Burrow sighting had a pretty good game, Burrow, last week, and uh, they'll take it. Uh, Seattle, a good, solid team right now, and Geno Smith settling in. He seems to be healthy and uh, ready to roll. Seattle going to catch three. Uh, there are some two-and-a-halves out there. If you like the Bengals, you can find the two-and-a-halves. Westgate, last I saw, the Superbook had Bengals minus three at even money, so you get a plus price if you take the uh, Seahawks coming back. 45-year total. Where are you on this one with Zach Taylor's guys getting a big win in Arizona? And you wouldn't have said that at the beginning of the year, but the Cardinals have been respectable, and Seattle, really, uh, Cincinnati really be, uh, had been struggling mightily. No, absolutely. The Bengals needed the game in the worst way. They couldn't have dropped to one and four. I, I think Cincinnati's a little bit of fool's gold. Seattle's been really good. They're good against the numbers, 3-1, and one, coming off the bye. I think the fact that you can get the three points. Now, with us, you got to get plus three minus 120, but I think you take the points because Cincinnati just hasn't been that sharp. Under money has also come in, knocked that down from 46 to 45. 
All right, so we got about two and a half, about three minutes and uh, four games to go. Cleveland, San Francisco, it's in Cleveland. Weather could come into play. Niners are up to minus seven with McCaffrey and the guys doing it on offense and defense. The Browns off the bye at home, 37-year total. We know the defense is good. Offense is banged up. They'll try and get what they can. Who do you like in this one? Browns plus seven, 37-year total. Dog pound going to be rocking. It is going to be rocking, but who knows who's the quarterback for the Browns. If it's P.J. Walker, that's a disaster. Niners up to seven. They'll be in all-money line parlay, so we'll be fighting against the Niners. A lot of under money, too, because of the weather. All right, Jags. Colts. Jags two games in London, but they win them both, so a little momentum coming back to the States. Meanwhile, Indy finding a way to get it done against Tennessee last week after losing that OT game to the Rams. It's a Colts team under Shane Steichen uh, that has flexed its muscles, and now they have Jonathan Taylor, and what a game by Zach Moss last week on the ground. So, you know, you got two guys that are running the ball well. That bodes well for Indy. However, Richardson out, but you've got Minshew, so that's a nice little bargaining chip there. Your take on this one right now, Jags at home, minus four, 45-and-a-half against the Colts. Yeah, you know, split action, but more sharp money on the Colts. And I think Vinci is not a downgrade. He's probably even an upgrade from where Richardson is. You mentioned the two-headed monster in the backfield now, Austin Taylor. It's a divisional game. You've got to take the points with the Colts. All right, another team coming off the bye. Talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, no, no, the Bucs aren't coming off the bye. They played uh, the Thursday. No, wait, hold on. I'm trying to. Yeah, they did come off the bye. That's right. It was Chicago that played uh, the Thursday night game against Washington. So Tampa Bay did have the open date, and now they are at Detroit or at home against Detroit, and the Lions coming off a nice effort. Look, Dan Campbell's got this team playing well. They're real close to being 5-0, and the game against Seattle. Very, very tough loss. Your take on this one, Detroit at home against the Bucks, or I'm sorry, Detroit on the road against the Bucks. Detroit minus 3, 43-and-a-half at Tampa. Bucks off the bye. Yeah, Detroit, they've been great. Listen, probably the third or fourth best team in the NFC. But now they go on the road to a team who's off the bye, and Bucks have been really good. We'll learn a lot about both teams. I would take the points because I think it's going to be a tight game. All right, Dallas off the uh, blowout loss to San Fran. Chargers off the bye, hoping they can get a W. Monday night football, where are you on this one? Cowboys minus 2.5, total of 51. You know there will be a ton of Cowboy fans in SoFi. There will be a ton of Cowboy fans that moved up from two to two and a half. Total is really shut up from 48 and a half all the way to 51. There's probably some kind of buyback now on the undercoming. We haven't seen it yet, but it's been a flood of Cowboy money, so we'll be rooting for the Chargers. Great stuff from the Superbook. Folks, get down there. It is a great place to watch all the games Saturday, Sunday. Great Monday night football, great drink specials, and great betting activity there lots of props everything going on art dice will do it again next wednesday my man great stuff rapid fire always fun with you folks that'll do it on a wednesday night kt live at steiners thanks to producer mark Hoke, thanks to andy isco mark lawrence and of course arthur de caesar and thanks to you the listeners till tomorrow you know the rules no drinking and driving no texting and driving most of all god bless our troops god bless you live from vegas sports x radio 101.5 fmk dawn streaming live on that odyssey app folks have a great evening god bless good night everybody